For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm Dave Walker. I am joined by my partner in crime, Evan Birchfield. We're going to talk about the Falcons' last preseason game, preseason game number three of the 2021 season. They will be at home Sunday night, of all times, uh, to face the Cleveland Browns, uh, who also are going to be playing some starters. And yes, that includes uh, their infamous quarterback. Uh, so, Evan, first of all, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, DW. How you doing? I'm good. This has got me intrigued. We weren't sure if we were going to see starters, but mm-hmm. it sounds like we will. We may not see every last one of them, but every indication from Arthur Smith in an interview he did with Rich Eisen and what he said to the media today would seem to indicate we will see starters for some period of time. Um what are you looking forward to from the starters? You know, if we just starting on the, the offensive side of the ball, what <laughs> boy, that seems like an obvious punt here from me, yeah. to you, but uh, what are you looking uh, forward to most from uh, being able to potentially see the starters? Um, competence. Um, I don't, and, and good, good uh, play calling. I don't obviously expect them to come out with like, you know, their secret top secret plays and stuff and blow us away. But just some like decent play calling um, yeah. and situational play calling that makes sense because in cu- you know the past couple of years there wasn't a whole lot of that. Um, maybe some good uh, blocking would be nice if we see some of the starting line, uh, offensive line, um, you know. And then it's like I think the big thing everybody wants to see is obviously Kyle Pitts, but let's see how Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts connect mm-hmm. in a game. Assuming both of them play, I think Kyle Pitts is more likely. Um, Matt Ryan, probably not as much if he does play, I, I can't imagine it's more than one or two series. Yeah. Um, just because at this point, you know, he, he's a veteran, he doesn't really need it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, what I want to see. Um, you know, Calvin Ridley, we, we kind of know what we're getting there, but I think Kyle Pitts is the big one that everybody's, you know, going to tune in to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he may only play a couple of series and that remains to be seen. I don't think, I think it's pretty clear. We're not going to get the full quote unquote dress rehearsal that people always talk about. Right. Um, Arthur Smith even said that, you know, 
everything's changed. That is no longer a thing that coaches think about. They didn't even game plan this week uh, in the same way that they used to for preseason game three. So I think that's a strong indicator that they're probably going to pull the starters relatively early, more like what you would have seen in the past in like a preseason game two, um, Mm -hmm. where, as you mentioned, you know, uh, guys were in for a series or two. And that's what I'm expecting, especially with some of the veterans, Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, um, you know, Jake Matthews, uh, guys who they know exactly what they're going to get out of them. There's not a lot of questions there. Um, And then even a little bit further down uh, with, you know, someone like Chris Lindstrom, Hayden Hurst, but yeah, I want to see pits. Um, but you, you mentioned it early. I kind of want to see just the overall flow of the offense. And maybe most importantly, how does this sort of new patchwork offensive line look? How does Matt Hennessy look? We haven't seen a ton of him, mm-hmm. um, but he has sort of become like the unchallenged starter at center. You know, they brought in Drew Dahlman, and I don't think Dahlman has challenged him at all for that spot. Uh, which hopefully is good news about Hennessy. Like they've they've sat him like a, a presumed starter, which is right. That could be a really good sign. But I want to see how this offensive line holds up as well. Um, Mike about- Davis too. Oh, oh, God, yeah, absolutely. The running backs. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, because we haven't seen Patterson at all. Mike Davis. We saw a little Allison. Um, but then you know beyond that, it's like the Deontay Foreman, Caleb Huntley battle. So right, running backs should be interesting. Yeah. So to that point, what about the guys further down the roster on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball? Who, you know, as I'm looking at this, I I'm curious about Jalen Mayfield. You know, will he right. get some reps at left guard? Could he push uh, Josh Andrews for that starting position? Um, you and I have talked about Ryan Nazul and how mm-hmm. good he has looked this preseason. Is he a guy that's going to carve out a yeah. spot at the back end of this roster? On and the your guy, uh, John Rain. Yeah, John Rain, the uh, tight end uh, four in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. Is he going to show enough to secure that position? Or, you know, the team could look for cuts elsewhere to try to shore up that fourth tight end. Right. Uh, there's no certainties here. And then the other big one, it, you know, there's if there's not already a lot to look at, the receiver battle, once you get past Ridley, Gage, and Zacchaeus, mm-hmm. who Zacchaeus we haven't seen any of either, um, you know, between Christian Blake, Chris Rowland, Juwan Green, Antonio Nunn, Tajay Sharp, who's probably the favorite for the four or five slot. Um, and then Frank Darby and Trevor Davis. Frank Darby looked good last week, but that was one game. Yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be a battle there too. So, yeah. And uh, concerning uh, Darby, um, Scott over at the mothership even said in his mailbag today, uh, Scott Bear, he, he felt like Frank Darby was on the outside looking in and may not make the mm. roster. So, uh, definitely a name to pay attention to on Sunday night. It's a great point uh, on that one. And of course, I think we're we're sort of dancing around it. But yeah, how did we not mention Josh Rosen? Josh Rosen, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now the Falcons' backup quarterback comes down to a failed first round pick who is on his fifth team in uh, four years, and a undrafted free agent quarterback with a big arm and athleticism, but who is radically inconsistent. Like this is the backup quarterback position right now. So yeah. What about Josh Rosen? Do you think uh, it sounds like he's going to get some playing time in this one to properly quote unquote, evaluate him? Uh, Mm -hmm. Has your opinion changed on, you know, what it looks like for him as far as making this team? Uh, No, just because a lot of the reports have just been practice reports. Um, We need to see what he's going to do in a game. And obviously he hasn't had a ton of uh, time to learn the playbook, but um, 
I mean, it's, it's up for grabs. I don't think he's ever been in a better situation than he is right now to, you know, be a quarterback to all the other teams. It's like, like San Francisco, for example, was the last team he was on. Mm-hmm. Um, they let go of him and it's like, oh, wow. They, you know, Kyle Shanahan didn't see a whole lot there. I guess he got rid of him. No, it's Jimmy Garoppolo and Trevor Lancer, or not Trevor Lance, Trey Lancer <laughs> there. Um, yeah. Neither one of them were getting cut. So there was no reason to keep Rosen around. Um, but in this situation, all of a sudden you've got John, you know, Matt Ryan's established. He is quarterback one. But then beyond that, it's like Josh Rosen comes in and his competition is Felipe Franks, undrafted quarterback who hasn't taken a regular season snap. Um, I can't imagine a better situation for Josh Rosen to come in if he, you know, if he's going to make the roster. Um, If he doesn't, I can't really see his career going anywhere else. I mean, it's already kind of been on a decline anyways, but it will never get better than this situation for him. Yeah, I feel like if he can't make it work here, he's going to run out of options really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, he's bounced through actually several situations where he was not being brought in to compete as a starter. You know, he was in Tampa Bay, and yeah. a lot of people thought that they would keep him around for the post Brady era, whenever that starts. You know, in fifteen years or whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Forty ers sort of moved on from him, as you mentioned. They already had two guys. Uh, for those who are curious, uh, yes, technically Rosen does still qualify to go on the practice squad. So that is a potential thing for him. And, you know, we could see the Falcons sign a backup quarterback um, after, you know, cuts start from all the other teams after this third preseason game. Um, a lot of people have talked about Trevor Simeon as a target uh, who will probably get cut by the Saints uh, as someone that the Falcons may look at because he has a history with Arthur Smith and knows his system. So that's something to pay attention to. Um, likewise, you know, there's other potential options that are going to hit the market. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how things shake out. But right now, you know, if we sign one of those guys, you, you could see where Felipe Franks and Trevor, um, sorry, Trevor, <laughs> Josh, <laughs> boy, you and I are goofing up first names today. Um, where Franks and, and Rosen uh, are competing for a practice squad spot. Mm-hmm. Um now, if Rosen locks up QB2 and they go into the season with him as QB2, I fully expect that the Falcons will try to stash uh, Felipe on the practice squad. They, they clearly brought him in for a reason. Um, and he would actually make a really good scout team quarterback because he does have athleticism. He does have a big arm. And that would help you with scouting uh, you know, a variety of quarterbacks when you're practicing. Um, so I think Franks has a future on the practice squad. But past that, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Josh Rosen does. Um, now any last guys on offense, you know, we, we've covered all the positions, but I feel like, you know, there's just a lot of uncertainty at, at some of these last positions. Um, as you mentioned, wide receiver, you know, running back, even with Foreman and Huntley, you know, is the team going to go with, uh, you know, the younger kid here and Huntley, any other positions you're really keeping an eye on for, for the offense? No, I think we covered it. Um, Ryan Newsel does interest me. And I said on the Falcolic Live when we were both on there on um, Wednesday that I think Newsel is going to make the roster. That's like mm-hmm. my take or my hot take or whatever. Uh, but we'll see. Um, I think we covered it pretty well. There's a lot of battles. You know, it's not like a normal preseason game in the past where you tune in and it's just kind of boring and you fall asleep. Like there's a lot of guys trying to make, you know, this roster. And they actually have an opportunity to do it. It's not like a pipe yeah. dream like last year where li- like literally no undrafted players made the roster. There's some that, I mean, as we mentioned, John Rain, 
Ryan Newsel, uh, Felipe Franks, like a bunch of these guys have a chance to make the roster and they weren't even, you know, selected in the draft. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's now some of that is because of the, the quality of the Falcons roster, but right. some of the guys have, have legitimately looked good in camp as well uh, and have played well. As you mentioned, Newsel has uh, been one of the highest graded offensive players for the Falcons uh, this preseason with PFF. So, um, you know, they're not the, the only thing to look at, but uh, they do keep an eye on individual players. And that, I think that is pretty notable. Um, all right. I want to talk about the defense next and then, of course, special teams. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is David Walker. I'm joined by Evan Birchfield. We're talking about what to look for in the Falcons' third and final preseason game of the 2021 season uh, that they will play Sunday night, 8 p.m. at home, uh, hosting the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, as mentioned earlier, uh, Cleveland's head coach has said that they will see a lot of their starters out on the field, just like the Falcons. So this could be a decent uh, evaluation of where the Falcons are at. But then again, Please keep in mind, for those of you listening, they're not going to put all of the gadget plays, as, as uh, Evan noted in the first half, they're not going to put all of their playbook out there in a preseason game. So keep that in mind. But you should be able to get a good, better eval of some individual players and how they may look. You know, if you look at uh, the individual positions, left guard, you know, the running backs, you should have a better idea of where we stand from a quality standpoint. So we talked about the offense. Let's talk about the defense. Um, all right, we're going to get starters. And I hope that we see Grady Jarrett. I kind of think he may be one of the guys that will get left out because we know what mm-hmm. Grady Jarrett is capable of. Like, there's very, very few questions about that. And the same for, you know, Deion Jones and Foyer. You know, maybe they see a snap or two, but I feel like those guys may actually end up sitting a little bit. What do you think? Uh, are there any starters that you think on the defensive side? may not see the field or do you think we'll see all of them for at least a series or two? Um, I mean, Grady, maybe a couple plays, um, but everybody else, I think a season or two, um, you know, as much as you hit each other in practice, hitting an opponent, is just a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. And these guys, you don't want them going into the first game, you know, Grady Jarrett, as great as he is and everything, he's still young. Um, he's, you know, needs to hit some people. <laughs> or at least get some contact. That's not the you know guys he's bunking with uh, in training camp. So yeah, I, I'd like to see these guys out there. Um, not a whole lot. I mean, some guys like the safeties. I'd like to see a little more of. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to keep Fabian Moreau, you know, because there's that point where, like for example, as we were talking about Matt Ryan, it's like you don't need to keep him in the whole first half. But there's some other guys where, like, if you decide Josh Andrews, for example, he's technically a starter. If you want to keep him out a little longer, that's fine. Or Matt Hennessy, same thing. If you want to keep yep. him out a little longer just to, you know, get a better evaluation of him against starters, um, I have no problem with that. Um, Mike Davis, if you want to run him a little longer, you know. But I think Grady, Matt Ryan, Deion Jones, as you mentioned, um, 
those are in, you know, AJ Terrell, even at this point, those are the kind of guys where you put them out for a little bit, let them hit somebody or get some contact and then just pull them. Cause there's not like a whole lot they're going to learn in this final preseason game. So right. It's not worth the risk. Yeah. And they're not guys that you really need a deep evaluation on. Right. Uh, to your point, you know, we, we know who Grady Jarrett is. He's one of the best interior pass rushers in the league. Um, but the guy behind him, Marlon Davidson, definitely want to see a good bit of him. And I think, um, you know, it looks like he was getting more play in practice. So hopefully the whatever leg injury uh, or, you know, they didn't even clarify if it was an injury or just getting banged up, uh, mm-hmm. whatever he had, hopefully uh, he's going to be good enough to, to play some snaps. And then you got the guys, you know, a little bit further down. You got guys like John Kaminsky, who also missed some time with the concussion. Uh, you've got to Quan Graham, you know, their draft pick this year. Um, the player, I think that a lot of people are really, really curious to see how he looks against the first team. Uh, combo Ogundeji. Oh man, mm-hmm. I feel like I nailed his name just now. Wow. It sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. Uh, but Eddie Ogundeji, <laughs> uh, he's, he's a guy that, um, we're beginning to see a lot of positive chatter about, you know, what this fifth rounder is doing. And that's, you know, really encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, the one of the last potential interior linebacker spots, you've got, you know, Dorian Etheridge, Enroll Thompson, um, you know, both showing out pretty well in the preseason, um, mm-hmm. both making plays, making a really hard, good push for this roster. Uh, I really want to see what these guys can do out there. And I think they may get some opportunities to go against legitimate starters. As you mentioned with, with Jones and uh, Aluakun, they're probably only going to play a series or two. Uh, guys like Etheridge and Thompson may get a, a much deeper eval against higher quality uh, opponents. And just as a reminder, the Browns were a playoff team last year. So this is going to be a good challenge for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um, Dante Fowler, it'll be interesting to see if he's out there and what he looks like. We've heard he looks more explosive, um, you know, not playing on a, a, a high ankle sprain anymore. Um, and for me, the backup safeties as well. You know, Eric Harris, Dron Harmon, they're penciled in the starters. But what can Jalen Hawkins and Richie Grant do? You know, will they get some right. time playing against ones? Will they get some time out there with Baker Mayfield on the other side of the field? Um, so, yeah, the, to me, the, the defense has a lot of players that I want to see, where I want to see opportunities for Marlon Davidson. Can he replicate what he did in that first game against a better offensive line, against starters? Um, you know, can Michael Walker continue to show that he's taking that, you know, second-year leap? Uh, can AJ Terrell, uh, you know, hold up now against a competition that's not wearing the red and black? Uh, like there are a ton of question marks on this defense for me. Are, are there any others that you're thinking about? Maybe that I glossed over or that you think are are really intriguing competitions as well? Uh, no, I think you did it perfectly. Uh, Avery Williams, who um, is mm. the team's, I guess, expected starter as the punt returner, um, who's been playing a ton of kick returner also this year or this preseason. Um, he's looked good at corner. I want to see more of him at his true position. Um, but yeah, I I think the linebacker depth is super interesting. As you mentioned, Errol Thompson, um, Dorian Etheridge, who everybody was aware of after the first game, Kobe Jones has looked good. Mm -hmm. Um, he PFF graded, I think the top five last week. Um, so in Emmanuel LRB too. So there's a ton of depth linebackers, super loaded. Um, Michael Walker's even been playing a ton because he's technically a backup in this scheme. Yeah. So we'll probably see a lot of him. Um, I think one name you, I don't think you mentioned was Jonathan Bullard, who's looked really good. Yes. Um, good, good point. Yeah. 
Yeah. So maybe we'll see more of him against uh, starters. He looked good, you know, in limited action he's had the last two games. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're going to really need to have to step up though to uh, stop the Austin Hooper revenge game. Yeah, the, <laughs> I like it. Um, oh, but we're gonna see Hooper out there. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, Dion or Foyer will get the chance to cover him. Yeah, uh, we'll maybe. see how that goes. Uh, it's interesting you, you mentioned Avery Williams because um, Mike Rothstein of ESPN actually mentioned him in his practice notes on Friday, saying that he's showing up more and more on the defensive side, making plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, he's a guy that, you know, as you and I have talked about in the past, we talked about in the last uh, post-game podcast, he's a guy that um, he may have an edge because he's contributing more at his core position uh, right. than, uh, you know, Roland is uh, as a wide receiver. So that's something to pay attention to that could carry some weight. And that carries weight, not only because of, you know, Chris Roland and what, you know, he may do uh, to try to make the roster, but, if a guy like Chris Rowland uh, is falling behind someone like Avery Williams, does that open up that position a little bit more to someone like Frank Darby uh, as opposed right. to, because they won't need Rowland to be a returner. Well, and the thing is to keep in mind that, that that's a great point. Rowland has one target this preseason, no catches. Um, mm. So he's done enough. I mean, you know, you can only do so much in practice and a lot of the problems, at least in the first game was offensive line. Sure. But he hasn't done anything receiving wise to go, hey, we need to keep this kid over Avery Williams because he's a better receiver. Avery Williams has proven that he's at least a corner like towards the end of your depth chart. Even if he's that final corner, like he's bringing more to the table and special teams to where you want to keep him. Plus, Avery Williams is their guy. Chris Rowland was technically from the last regime. Um, And, you know, as history shows us, teams tend to favor their guys over who was already there. So, oh, absolutely. Uh, And anyone who thinks that, you know, any regime is going to be different in that regard. No, (laughs) I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're going to in these types of battles at the bottom of the roster, they're probably going to lean towards their guy, which is why I think, you know, if Avery Williams pushes out Chris Rowland for that returner position, um, that could give Frank Darby just a little bit of you know a glimmer of hope for squeezing into a final spot on the offense, um, and you know that that remains to be seen. We need to see what Frank Darby does in this game to to earn that. Um, what's also interesting is the the punter battle. We've talked about this before. It'll be interesting to see if both these guys get out there and get opportunities to punt. Uh, Cameron Nislak and uh, Dom Maggio, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Niz. Nizalek, uh, Nizalek, Nizalek, uh, My goodness, I, I could get. Uh, well, if he may, if he wins the job, we'll have plenty of time to get it right. So. Right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I could get a Dita Kumbo Ogundeji, but I can't get Nizalek. Um, yeah, yeah good, good on me. Uh, Nizalek was the holder for Young Waku, as you mentioned uh, in our last podcast, um, and that and could, uh, he did the kickoffs it. too. Yeah, and did the kickoffs. So um, you know. Hunter battles, man. That's what the preseason's about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, especially when both punters don't have a regular season punt. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this may be their best opportunity uh, to really differentiate one from the other. Because so far, both guys actually had strong preseason games that they they punted in. I think they both had averages in the high 40s, low 50s, um, mm-hmm. which is really solid. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Uh, but yes, uh, also on that note, I think uh, it, it was either yesterday or today that Sterling Hoprichter was actually released with an injury settlement. 
Right. Um, so the Falcons, at least for now, are done with Hoff Richter. Uh, that doesn't mean they can't sign him to a new contract later, but it, it appears that they're going in on one of these two guys. Um, all right, Evan, any last thoughts, comments, any players that you personally have penciled in uh, next to your monitor to keep track of on, on Sunday? Um, as I mentioned, the linebackers, I wanna, I'm going to focus on them. Uh, for folks who are interested in wa- actually watching this game, um, I recommend always when you're doing preseason – as DW said, write down a couple names you want to watch and mm-hmm. focus on those players during the game. Don't just watch the, you know, like during the season where you're just kind of watching the screen, hone in on certain players and see how they're doing. Um, Cause it's going to give you the best kind of example of what you can expect from them. Um, so example, if you see, you know, Chris rolling come out on the, on the field, you know, focus on him, see what he's doing at receiver. Even if he doesn't get thrown the ball, like, is he, is he separating, is he getting open? Um, you know, how is he coming off the line? Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, if, you know, when Caleb Huntley and Dante Foreman are out there, I'm going to be focusing on both. I think, you know, I think Huntley is who would actually win the position. But, you know, there's one more game left, so we'll see how that goes. Obviously, people will be focusing on Josh Rosen, so I don't have to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the linebackers, focus on them. When you see Jonathan Bullard out there, watch him. He's looked good. Um but that's pretty much it. Um, as you mentioned, the safeties, if we see any of them, I'm very curious because aside from practice, uh, they haven't played together. And you probably yeah. don't want your starting safeties who are both new to the roster uh, getting their first kind of action together. Um, in the in a, season. You know, <laughs> first game of the season. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a really good point between uh, uh, Duran. Harmon and Eric Harris, they actually have never played together. So yeah, we, you know, we kind of need that. So yeah, this, I mean, this... I'm assuming we're going to see both of them for at least a little bit um, just because you don't want that going into the first game, but we'll see. Yeah. Th- and this, I mean, the way that uh, coach Smith puts them out there um, and who actually plays could be sort of a glimpse into his coaching philosophy as well. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, we talk a lot about the players but this may be a, a good opportunity to see, you know, what Dean Pease uh, is like as a coordinator, what, what uh, Arthur Smith, you know, continuing to build on what he does, especially if they have starters out there. You know, we, we've seen what both these guys can do with backups um, and, you know, what that looks like. But now if they've got starters out there, what does Arthur Smith look like? This is the first sort of sneak peek before we go into the season. What is Dean Pease going to do with starters out there, with a Grady Jarrett on the field, with a Deion Jones on the field? Um, that to me is really intriguing. And we talk a lot about the players, but these coaches are new to us as well. Right. This may be our first glimpse of what they and think of this roster and what they want to do. Also, the offensive line, focus on that if the starters oh, do play. Um, because, you know, what routes Kyle Pitts uh, runs or Ridley or whoever's out there um, from the starting lineup, it's that's going to be kind of vanilla because as we talked about, they don't want to give away their playbook in a preseason game that matter that doesn't matter at all, but the offensive line's got to block whether it's preseason or regular season. So focus on them. If they're looking good, you know, they're that's good, obviously, but if they seem to be struggling and it's like Jake Matthews out there, um, assuming it's Josh Andrews as left guard starter, Matt Hennessy, Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry or Willie Beavers, whatever, um, focus on them. If the offensive line looks like they're good. Okay. Yeah. That's very, uh, 
you know, that's going to make me feel a lot better heading into the season. But if they struggle early against the uh, Browns defense, uh, defensive starters, that's going to make us a lot nervous. So, yeah, yes, it is <laughs> similar to week uh, week one, but obviously that was backup. So it was a little different. But <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, just to before we close out, uh, just remember a lot of the scheme stuff is going to be the, the things they're going to work on over the next two weeks after this game. Um, and not necessarily what you're going to see in this game. But uh, I say all that, and I know for a fact that if the Falcons offense goes out there and uh, and looks like crap, it's going to freak me out because I, I am still a fan, and that's how we react. <laughs> right. And when Josh Rosen goes out and throws three touchdowns and has 200 yards, he he shouldn't be quarterback one. Right. So let's, let's <laughs> oh, just, that's inevitable. That's yeah. I feel like that's what's going to happen just right. so the next two weeks will be misery as we listen to people tell us <laughs> that Josh Rosen is the future of the Falcons um, at yeah. quarterback. Oh, Evan, this should be a fun one. Um, well, we've got a long season ahead of us. We're we on do, with an extra pod- game. Well, this isn't the post-game podcast, but listen to the post-game podcast. Exactly. <laughs> we will be back on uh, probably landing Monday uh, for the post-game podcast to see how things went. Um, but on that note, Evan, remind our listeners where they can find you, what you have going on. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Evan Birchfield. Um, and just go to the Falcolic.com. Uh, best Falcons news, analysis, everything. Um, watch Falcolic live on Wednesdays. Always subscribe to the uh, Falcolic podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening from. Uh, follow the Instagram, the underscore Falcolic. And like us on Facebook. So I think I plugged everything. <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> uh, as for me, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. Updates for this podcast at FalcoholicPod. And of course, our articles daily at thefalcoholic.com. So for Evan Birchfield, this is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.